ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Beef State. We have a new format. We have a new layout. Uh, we got a little cows in the corner here uh, joining us today. Important addition. Big addition. Huge addition. Yeah, our cows are probably going to grow and evolve uh, as the show goes along. But uh, we've kind of decided to reformat, restructure some things. Obviously, we start with the flyover show. We'll still be putting content up on there. But I think this is going to be our main podcast going forward. We love doing it for you. If you guys can hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We appreciate you very, very much. Uh, but we have a lot to talk about. We haven't talked in nine days. Took a little bit of a sabbatical. Mostly my fault. Um, we've been busy, but we've been, we're back in the lab. And we're ready to uh, drop some content for you. Uh, it's Friday, February 10th. Uh, obviously, si- signing day has come and gone. Um, Nebraska basketball continues playing basketball, uh, 11 and 14 on the seasons, Wisconsin on Saturday, uh, Casey Tomanaga said he needed us there. I'll be there in the flesh in person. I think I got nice tickets too. Got them for free. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, girlfriend's parents are sick. Hopefully they get better. They will. What, uh, uh, what level? I don't know, but I think we have like a parking space. Ooh, that is really nice. So I assume I've parking heard, space, you know, I've heard good two seats. is a better view than one row one. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, you get a lot of tall people in your way. I was right. I like the year, or the second year that it opened. Maybe the year it opened. I sat right in the corner area behind the basket, um, mm-hmm. and I could not see anything that was going on on the other end of the corner. No. Yeah, I've I've honestly only been to like one or two Nebraska basketball games. Mm-hmm. They do a hell of a job putting on a show there. Yeah, it's a really it's fun to go. I should we should go. I should definitely go more often. We should Maybe go more. The basketball often. team was a little bit better. They're selling booze there too, huh? That's right. I forgot about. Hey, that. baseball season one week. They're selling booze at baseball games? I think so. I actually tried to look this up. I couldn't figure it out. They either are going to... Well, they're they're going to sell it at all events, I believe. They have to sell it at baseball games. So I'm down for that. I That's love baseball. I sneaky love baseball. Baseball's... I don't talk about it a lot because people don't like baseball Mm-mm. at our age. I no. love baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you love baseball. You were reading... Last time or a couple times ago, I was over at your house. You are reading a book on MVP making. Yes. Like how to make an MVP. In baseball, like that's just what you're reading in your free time. You love baseball so much. Yeah, I think we're going to a Red Sox Royals game at some point this coming year. We should definitely do that, Casey. Hell yeah, I'm big on the. um, I'm I'm deep in the farm system too for baseball. There's this website, like (laughs) an unaffiliated website called uh, SoxProspects.com. Oh my god, bookmarked on my computer. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking junkie, dude. Uh, I I I will be in Kansas City on Wednesday for the uh, Super Bowl parade as well. Oh, took work off. Yep. No, I have work off on Wednesdays. Oh, I took right. work off this Monday, though. What time is it? Which is nice either way. I think it's usually hour. like 11-ish, the parade. So, But it's at, on Wednesday. That's very interesting. I think, so. I think that's what on, they like, always Tuesday? do. I know. I think players, they let them get hammered, obviously. Hammered, hammered, then the next night after you play. Well, and they then a day off everything. on Tuesday. They have to get all the logistics and stuff. So you get like... Because it seems really like the players like are always hammered during the parade well too. yeah that too yeah i mean they're boozing for like two weeks at least it's true they're getting after it it's true the nfl needs a better the, the lombardi is is fine but the yeah. stanley cup you oh, can drink out of it so beautiful the dude. nfl needs something like that they need something like they yeah they need they kind of it's due it's due super bowl logos could use some work super bowl trophy could probably use some work mm-hmm. but i mean it's still pretty iconic it's not bad but that Stanley Cup is Stanley yeah. Cup like something, maybe something you can drink out of. Yeah. Cup cups yeah. are always good. Cup. Maybe like a beer bong. Something like that. Maybe. The victorious beer bong. Just a K. Maybe make the MVP trophy. Make something fun. The MVP, just the MVP the the NFL honors trophies are all the same trophy. They're all just the NFL logo oh, really? and these like two things. They're really lame. Well, there's like the man of the year one, right? That's got Walter Payton in the. That one's pretty cool with the, the coat on. Coat. Yeah, yeah, that, that one's pretty. That's cool. legit. I love that. Yeah, Dak Prescott won that last night. Congrats mm-hmm. to him. Congrats. That was kind of surprising that he won that. But I guess I don't know because you never really know who's going to win the man of the man of the year. Right, because it's mostly in their communities. We don't have any NFL teams in our community. Nope. So we never really see much of an impact with that. Uh-uh. Like you'll know, like the the times that like JJ Watt. One, like right. that was obviously he had this nationwide charity that raised millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. You know who's not one of the, uh, the man of the year anytime soon? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's 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 having a good time. Okay, we need to talk about college football. Okay. This is our first time coming back. We, we will talk about the Super Bowl later. Um, but we did want to touch real quick. Uh, DeAndre Barnes, I think, was the only added player or mm-hmm. only not surprise, but only like additional player added Day to of, the team. Right, Day guy of, yeah. putting the hats on. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think his last tweet was just like, "Hey, I was offered." Really, no. Hum, hum. <laughs> he's not on Twitter. I don't think he's even tweeted out that he signed either. No, I don't think so. I was just looking at his Twitter. I respect that. I almost want to put him in my Super 6 just for his lack of use of Twitter. We will also be doing a Super 6. Hell yeah. Um, uh, DeAndre Barnes, corner, I believe. Uh, it's good research by me. Uh, from Regis Jesuit, six foot 175. Obviously very quick, very fast. Um, so with the 2023 recruiting class, at least for the most part, being wrapped up, you know, Transfers in and out, portal is going to open again. All that kind of stuff changes all the time. Uh, Nebraska, at least according to 24-7, overall is the 29th class, mm-hmm. 24th in composite scoring, 21st in transfer ranking. Mm-hmm. Not bad for two months on the job for Matt Rule to finish 29th. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel really good about it. Uh, does anyone have a compilation of your class score with your transfer score? Uh, I thought that's what composite was or composite, overall. Composite is takes your rankings with the. Oh, maybe it does. That's what I think overall is. Yeah. Okay. We'll overall, we were twenty ninth. Yeah. That doesn't even seem right. It's crazy. Um, I mean, they're they're completely remaking the roster, right? We've got thirty nine new guys. You've got to get the whole roster down to eighty five by the start of fall camp. I think the Big Ten allows you up to like maybe eighty seven, eighty eight. But then by the time you kick off the first game, you've got to be down to 85. Yeah, Matt Rule kind of talked about it because he was asked a couple weeks or probably a week ago about that and numbers. And he kind of punted the question a little bit as in mm-hmm. like that's a compliance question. I'm not because obviously a lot has changed since he was last in college football just a few years. Yeah. And you can't really you're not technically legally allowed to say that you're cutting players yet still. Right. Yeah. So. But you, you know, you mess. help players, helping players move on. They're going to have to help, what is it, like 16 players move on after spring? Is that how they say it? Help them move on? Yeah. You're completely remaking the roster. And you assume that 95, at least, percent of this class, it, we, of the 39 new guys you're bringing in, it would be pretty crazy if they weren't on the roster day one, right? Yeah, it's probably going to be older guys. I'm still surprised at how few guys transferred out. How many like official transfer outs do we get? Just like a handful? No, it was like six. It was definitely double digits. We're in the really? Teens. We're in the teens. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, I think it was like 11 out. How many did we bring in? 11 in? Oh, maybe. I think it was pretty close to even on the transfers. Yeah. No, we had to have added more. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll get that. We'll get. I can I can literally count right now. Joe, let it run. I'll count right now. Okay, Scott's gonna count right now. Um, so anytime this class is talked about from anyone who knows what they're talking about, instantly all it's talked about is the speed. Very speedy class. Not anything too crazy that we have seen from Matt Rule before. Ten out, four in. Fourteen out, eleven in. Fourteen out. Two of them. Have not committed anywhere yet. Oh, sorry. Uh, geez. 14 out. Three came back. Mm. That's Butler, which is new, which is great. Uh, love Jamari Butler. He's a really good linebacker. And IGC transferring back in. So now I think, what are we at? A plus three then? So 11 out, okay. 14 in? I'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, shout out to Dwight Boodle in this class. Husker Legacy coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blackshirt Legacy coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of big names. Clearly some targets they had. You're always looking for offensive linemen. I don't know if there's any program uh, in the country that's not looking for offensive linemen constantly. But a clear emphasis, clear emphasis at wide receiver. Yep. Uh, that room is, you know. 17 guys 17 in that room guys right now. That room. I mean, half, you expect probably half of the the helping move ons are going to come from that room. Yeah. I would assume Marcus Washington is a step up in that room. I assume that he is a guy that they, for sure. I mean, yeah. What? First round. I said for sure. Oh, for yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had four or 500 yards last year. Clearly they see that. I don't, I think there was a huge drop off in their opinion. I would just assume from the numbers uh, that they added, but you know, you get Billy Kemp transferring. Yep. You have, you know, about as many receivers additions as you possibly could. Right. Uh, but let's hop into our uh, super six. Are we starting with high okay. school or transfers? 
Um, so yeah, the way we're gonna do this, uh, we've, so if you build a super six on immediate impact, clearly the transfers are gonna dominate that class. So we sort of uh, split it up where you got three transfers and that's where you're sort of leaning towards the immediate impact and then three uh, recruits in our super six as well, where you're sort of leaning towards, you know, possibly immediate impact, but impact by the time they leave the program. And then I've got some sleepers. If you've got any sleepers by the end of this, no, I got a couple. Yeah. If we don't mention them, then yeah. we can. Uh, but officially, I think we'll start with the uh, recruits, the guys who have five years to play for. Yep. Uh, do you want me to start? Yeah, why don't you? This is not a draft, so we can't have some overlap. Let's uh, third. Let's do third. And this might surprise you. Uh, I've got Malachi Coleman. Okay. As... At number three, do you think I uh -huh. would surprise you have him on there or at number three? I suppose I have him on there. Okay. Why is that? Uh, throughout the recruiting process, I think people in the state of Nebraska just sort of got um, exhausted by Malachi Coleman and the recruitment of Malachi Coleman. Mm -hmm. uh, but he does have undeniable talent. Mm -hmm. um, showed out at the Polynesian Bowl, was one of the fastest guys there, even though he is six foot five. Uh, can play Jesus a lot of positions. Christ. He would probably be a four star recruit on defense as well. Um, but he is uh, <laughs> the type of guy, if you're looking like at raw talent so cool, to dude. be molded, uh, Malachi Coleman is maybe the most talented guy that's going to be on the roster next year. Yeah. most One of the most talented guys Rask has had. What is he? He's like a 10-7, 100-meter dash guy, too. Mm, is that 4-5-40, 10-7, 100-meter-dash. 10-4. 10-4, 100-meter-dash? 24-7 has him at 10-4-6. No way. That would have to be that would be the state record. That might be like hand timed. The state the laser time state record is is like ten six, I think. Oh, it doesn't matter. Fast. He's really fast. He's fast crazy, as fuck, dude. Crazy fast. Um Rain, and Husker and too. enormous. So he'll be good. I think he will play next year. I don't think he's got yeah. a red shirt. Um and so I it, and if receiver doesn't work out, then I think he's got a lot of good prospects on defense, especially in this type of defense. You have that kind of speed, they'll they they'll find a way at some point to get him the ball. Especially Matt Rule and Matt Rule's system to He also doesn't need to necessarily touch the ball a lot to have an impact. To have an impact. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. He could, you know. Especially he, they brought in a lot of speed guys. Those speed guys have like a couple plays in the season. Like mm -hmm. one real fast guy has like two or three big plays that could be, you know. Change you that could be the reason you go to a bowl game or not go to a bowl game, right? Easily, yeah. Um, he's someone that's a really good point, though. Someone that diverts eyes towards him, someone you have to expend resources on because if you don't, then he's gonna absolutely murder you. Is he the most I can't remember, at least in recent history, a Nebraska guy having as much hype as Malachi's had? Um, because there's lots of Nebraska around. Well, you had bets, uh, I don't think bets had as much hype in recruiting big, as uh, Malachi. Um, I can't believe Jets is coming think. back. That's I'm exciting. I'm trying to think. Um, I'm going to say you'd have to go back to like Baker Steincooler, who's a five-star offensive defensive lineman. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, you also, kind of there's, been, there's, there's Omaha kids every year that are four stars, but nobody that has had this type of hype around their recruitment. Yeah, I would say that's correct. Okay. My number three? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Tristan Alvano. Oh, interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, so you think he's going to win the job next year? I think there's a, I think probably, I think, um, you know, everyone knows he won the, uh, state championship for West side in Memorial stadium. Yep. He kicked what four field goals, three field goals in that game, including the yeah, game. Yeah. I think it was like three over 40 yards. The game winner was like 46, something like yeah. that in the pressure. A lot of uh, places have him as the number one kicker overall in the country. College, college field goal too. Uh-huh. So they offered him the next morning when they could. Uh, Matt Rule decided to keep that scholarship out. You know, I have part of the reason I have him on here is just because that's he could. I don't know if he's going to win the job. He probably there's a good chance he does. Mm -hmm. And even then, like you see it probably doesn't matter as much in college because there's, you know, a little bit more margin for error. Uh, more points are scored. But, you know, you have a good kicker for three, four years. That's, you know, we've seen. I think people will see it ruin seasons. We yeah, we've definitely seen it ruin seasons. Twenty nineteen, and you had Tristan Alvano. You probably win seven, eight games. Yeah, I think people don't fully understand or realize 
how important just a good kicker is mm-hmm. like just special teams in general, obviously very important. Mm-hmm. But if you have a kicker and the rest has had insane kickers and punters before, yep. like, when I think we kind of forget so that twice we had uh, Mar and Henry who were able to do both punting and kicking. When are we going to get that guy? Does uh, that exist anymore? Is that gone? I don't think it's we gone. Were so spoiled. It was yeah. like seven years in a row. We had all big 10, all big 12. Kickers. Sam cook pu- kick too. Sam cook. I uh, was only a punter. I okay. Believe. I would have to look because I think you had Jordan Condon back then going way deep in the memory hole for these Bill, Bill Callahan. Yeah, I don't have that one. Um, Sam Cook, Seward guy. All yeah. the best kickers, that's been a problem. All the best kickers have been Nebraska kids. So we're back to Nebraska. We're back, kids, baby. baby kicker. See, that's a good number three pick for me right there. That is really good. Yeah, and that was that was the guy that people were frustrated didn't have a uh, scholarship, right? It's, I mean, the, the hard part is, right, you can only have 85, mm-hmm. and now you've got two kickers under scholarship. Right. So if he wins it in spring, then uh, is he even going to be there in the spring? Does he have the opportunity? I don't know if he's an early enrollee or not. Mm, I don't think he is. <laughs> so he probably doesn't have a shot to win it in the spring. And then, so you're, you're going to be going into camp with two kickers on the, on the roster. It'd be fucking nails if you won it, though. It would be. Okay, uh, who is your number two high school recruit, Scott? My number two, he's been that dude since the beginning of the class, um, has all the intangibles in the world, um, has been ride or die for Nebraska, the university, yeah. and the fan base, even through coaching changes. RVP, Riley Van Poppel. Riley Van Poppel, attaboy. Oh, yeah. Why, uh, why Riley? So uh, he, he, he's going to be really good in this defense. I think it's pretty much a given. He's going to be playing defensive end if we're going with a 3-3-5. Um, huge kid. Uh, all, again, all the intangibles, all the athleticism. Uh, and he seems just like a natural leader, a natural fit. Uh, and also, I think something that's very important, uh, if you go into like philosophically why Nebraska misses a lot on four-star guys, uh, it's because they get guys from places that they don't want to be in Nebraska. Nebraska does seem to hit a lot on Texas guys because I think culturally Nebraska is very similar to Texas. Interesting. So I think he's going to feel more at home here. I think it's very unlikely that he transfers. And a kid that that's that talented and apparently that hardworking, mm-hmm. uh, I think is going to be very successful here. You just like, you heard this guy talk, you felt like a kindred spirit with him. Mm-hmm. This guy's an animal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He felt- seems like a Nebraska kid. He really <laughs> does. I, I honestly, I, I opened up his profile just here. I thought he was. For like a minute, yeah, right? Like there was, there's kind of a lot of Nebraska guys in this class. Mm-hmm. I totally thought he was. Shout out to the respect this is back on me respecting coaches. The mm-hmm. high school coaches in Nebraska doing a really good job developing talent. Nebraska year after year is growing more and more Division One players. Uh, it used to be get like three or four. Now we've got like what like seven or eight guys committed to Nebraska this yeah, year. Yeah, you've been talking. You have coached high school football or coaching mm-hmm. high school football. You've talked about that a lot. That the skill level in Nebraska is going up a yep. lot, and I think, yep. you know, we're starting. We're just starting to see it. I think it's going to keep. You know, mm-hmm. that's going to change a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and my number two. This kind of sucks, but I have Malachi Coleman because you had him at number three. I had him at number two. Um, no, that's okay. I mean, we, yeah. we, we, I, I, he's undeniable. He's going to be on there somewhere. He's insane. He's going to have an immediate impact next year if he's yeah. healthy, dude. I like honestly. I think Bets being back. I, obviously, we can't put him on here because he's already on the team, sort of. Yeah, um, that is a weird one. Yeah, because he was off the team, then he had to transfer, and then. I think I'd have back. Malachi above Bets, even if 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 you were to make this list with Bets, I think I might. Yeah, it's tough, but it's <laughs> tough. They're both incredibly talented, and like they're pretty much competing for the same spot too. Yeah. The third receiver on the field right now. Three, because who do you've got? You've got Marcus Washington, Billy Kemp. Yep. And then that third-ish spot. Yep. Probably, I, I would imagine there'd be a lot of rotation at that third spot at the start of the mm-hmm. season. And then you're going to start at two away games at Minnesota, at Colorado. Yep. And then Colorado's got, you know, corners going to be the best part of their team. That's a, presumably. That's a really good point. So we'll, yeah. we should just throw out all our tight ends that yeah. game. What did you say? 200-yard rush or one, two 100-yard rushers in Colorado game? Colorado, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dion was on the. Uh, he presented an award last night, the MVP mm. uh, honors. Use yeah. that. Use that uh, to recruit again. Colorado, talk to me when you get some five star linemen. 
then we can you can start talking. Yeah, like, you you know, cornerbacks don't win games. I'm sorry. How many Super Bowls did Dion win? Oh, I guess he didn't. Anyway, did best he... cornerback of all time. I'm fully comfortable saying best cornerback of all time. Did he win the World Series? I think he may have won the World Series. He, I know he played in the finals he game. the Braves. Think, yeah. Uh, now I have to look that up. We'll look that up. When was he on? Because he was on the Cowboys. How long was he on the Cowboys? You just like never practice baseball. Is that how that works? <laughs> you just never do BP or anything like that. <laughs> I, like, it's in the... <laughs> you should know this. You're the one that reads all the baseball books. Never mind. Dion won two Super Bowls with the Cowboys. Yeah, I was going to say. I thought he was on the <laughs> 90s teams. All right, that's that's on me. That's on me. Congrats Shout to Dion. Out to Dion. Flowers. Yeah. Um, oh, he gives himself his flowers. He's good. Yeah. We don't need to worry about no it. No one needs Dion to give Dion his flowers. Back. He's going to take care of it. Okay. Uh, did you, you did your number two. So I have Tristan Alva- Alvano, Malachi Coleman. You have Malachi mm-hmm. Coleman. Uh, and RVP. RVP. Are we giving him RVP? I'm giving him RVP. Okay. I didn't know that was like a give somebody a name. I heard Damon Benning talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think he said it and I was like, hey, are we giving him? I think he just... RVP. I think you're good to give him that. I don't know if you have to earn an abbreviation. When you've got a name like Van Poppel, like you've earned that. Your family walking around with that name has earned you the VP. Van Poppel's a sweet name. Whatever you name your child is like they've earned the whatever first letter VP. VP works with everything else. It's like two word last name is always JVP. You could be SVP. You could whatever like Van Vaughn. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme's got four, you, They should. He should consider firstborn son, uh, two-letter, two two-name, first name. We're going to have to do some research, see if we can find out Riley's middle name. Is it, what if it is Van? Riley Van Van Poppel? <laughs> what if his middle name is Riley? What if there's a first name we don't know about? Jackhammer. Jackhammer Riley Van Poppel. That's sick, though. Um, all right, Scott, who is your uh, number one high school recruit? My number one high school recruit? As of now. The guy coming from the best high school in America was the captain of the best high school football team in America. Uh, playing a little bit out of position. Doesn't matter. Demanded double teams every play. Uh, Cam Leonard out of IMG. Hell yeah. He was a beast. They had him playing a three-tech interior defensive lineman. Uh, he is extremely explosive, extremely fast. He's going to fit in really, really well with this defense. So the way we, we recruited a bunch of edge guys, I think a lot of sites have him listed as an edge. Some places have him listed as a linebacker. He played a lot of inside linebacker. Well, now isn't just edge considered either? Edge? No, no, no. So edge is outside. So like if you're in a 4-3. But in a, I think that's how they're doing it, at least in the NFL. Like if you were right. considered an edge player. So like that's Michael either. Parsons is an edge. Yeah. JJ Watt's an edge. Yeah. Joey Bosa's an edge. Um, but TJ Watt is an edge and he's a linebacker. Yes. Whereas Joey Bosa and Michael Parsons have their hand in the dirt. So edge in a 4-3 edge is uh, uh, the weak side defensive end. Are you sure Michael lights up with his hand in the dirt? Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the three four, then you are the the sort of the cat backer. Okay. So in a three three, we don't really have an edge necessarily. Mm-hmm. A three three, you kind of operate with three middle linebackers and three defensive tackles. Hell yeah! But you just need those linebackers to be super dogs. athletic and super explosive. So I think he's going to play linebacker for us. I would really be surprised if he's playing uh, on the line of scrimmage with his hand in the dirt. Yeah. But he's perfect. Like. You're talking like, and being the captain of this team, it appears that everyone loved him uh, at IMG. It takes a lot to be the guy that, you know, IMG recruits the yeah. best high school players all over. Can you explain over. what IMG is real quick? IMG is a compound where high, the best high school players uh, in the world go to get like the best high school coaching that you could possibly get. So it's a boarding school for athletics. And they, year after year, produce, I'm pretty sure it's like 50% of the guys who go to IMG make it to the NFL. Jesus Christ. And I think, like, it's like basketball, tennis, and football. They just have crazy numbers of guys they put in the league. Um, But, I mean, if you think about it, all the dudes that went to IMG elected him captain. So all the best high school football players in America elected him as their captain. Hell yeah. And so that's that's super impressive to me. Um, I and I think 
like I said before, perfect for this to perfect to play linebacker in this system, whether it's inside or outside backer. But mm-hmm. being explosive, being able to get through holes, I could see him definitely making an impact as a freshman uh, at nose tackle on like third down situations, really? pass rushing situations. Okay. Yeah. Just single gapping, having to be faster than the center to your gap. Yeah, I was watching his highlights right before we were doing the show. Dude, watching edge players' highlights is so hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just every, I mean, obviously it's highlights, but just every, every, every highlight, they're just blowing right past a guy. And he's, so he commanded a ton of double teams too. Yeah. So teams that are playing the best high school team in the country, they're like, we have to put our resources against this guy. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Okay. I did consider Cameron for my uh, first. We should say we love this class. We love all these players. This is just mm-hmm. kind of our. Uh, you have to pick three. You have to pick three. We've yeah. got some sleepers coming. This too. is our gentleman's uh, gentleman's thoughts. Um, my first, uh, Mr. Prince Will. I'm not going to try and okay. pronounce the last name because I will fuck it up and I don't want to be disrespectful. Uh, Prince Will, 6'4", 225, edge, four star. Um, I think, you know. Technically higher rated than uh, Cameron Linhart from Manor, mm-hmm. Texas. Uh, I would assume good program down there. Kind of a, uh, I don't know. I feel like similar position, so we kind of kind of echo a lot of what you said. Obviously, mm-hmm. playing IMG, but guy's a dog. Yeah, came from um, probably the best area for high school football in the country, which mm-hmm. is like that north of Dallas area. Yeah. Um, yeah, super talented guy. Uh, one of the highest rated guys in the class. He's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be incredible. I have no doubts about that. Yeah. Probably as talented as anyone we've got on the defensive side. Um, I don't necessarily know where they're gonna put him. Not that that's a bad thing. Right. I just don't know. There's it's a lot just of gonna unknowns. Be yeah, right. I was excited for this recruiting class, and then building this list, I got like ten times more excited. How heavy is he? Uh, two twenty-five. That's pretty good. Nice. Six four two twenty five. I really wonder where the, a lot of these guys. We recruited a lot of edge players in this class. I think four guys listed as edge. Um, and so it'll be really interesting where where they put them. Uh-huh. Uh Because edge sort of is like the place reserved on teams for like the best athlete. Yeah. So obviously they're not all going to be edge. Well, that's what they're looking for, right? Right. With, uh, Just yeah. Really good athletes. Okay, let's do our uh, transfer ratings. I will start. Um. This one, I'm going to need your help probably talk about this one a little bit. Um, At number three, to kick this off, I have Ben Scott. uh, Three-star offensive tackle transfer from Arizona State. I think Scott may have him on his at some point. I've got him, too. Yeah. Um, The milkman. Offensive tackle, six foot five, 290. Uh, Immediate help at a spot. We need it very much. Uh, It's had a lot of snaps. It's going to be, you know, an instant infusion into this offensive line. Yeah, uh, we didn't really have a cut and dry center. Uh, This does fix a lot of our problems on the offensive line. It allows you to be, uh, you get a lot more depth in your interior when you've got a a center now, like someone who's going to come in and start right away. EFF had him as the 17th best center in college last year, which is pretty good. Um, I think I called him a tackle. That's my bad. Sorry, continue. Oh, sorry. Um, from Hawaii? Sweet. He is, yeah, just for what he does for the offensive line as a unit, mm-hmm. I think that is, you know, outside of what his game to or play-by-play impact is going to be, the way that he fixes the unit of the offensive line is huge. That's yeah. the biggest contribution. I had, him as, I had him on my list as well. Yeah, sorry to steal your thunder. Was he no, third? No, that's okay. No, I'm at two. Okay. Who is your uh, third? Who is my third? I had Billy Kemp, the fourth. Okay. Virginia wide receiver. Yep, comes in as the most experienced wide receiver on Nebraska's staff. He he's going to play probably slot receiver. We're guessing. Uh, yeah. So I heard Matt Rule recently mentioned that. So he's five foot nine. Clearly not the largest guy out there. No. Uh, Rule did mention that you know people see his size and stature and kind of assume that he's going to be just a slot guy. I don't think that's how they actually plan on using him. Um, I think that's kind of what he inferred. He said that you know he'll be used a lot more. You know, in different stuff, not necessarily just as that. Yeah. You think in running back? H- a little bit of wide back? Wide back. Um, that would be nice. That would be nice. I think he if we were, could... I think if we were concerned about the running back room, then maybe, but I don't think anyone's very concerned about No, the they're not. Um, room. He's a guy who's going to get touches. He's super experienced. He's like fourth all time in receptions at Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. Uh, sort of the adult in the room too, mm-hmm. in a very very young receiver room. 
yeah, there's a, there's a few older guys. You got uh, him, Washington, Marcus Washington. Um, his name is escaping me right now, but uh, IGC, IGC, former teammate uh, from Baylor of our oh, Fleeks, uh, Fleeks, yeah. former teammate of his coach. Sort of the same position Fleeks plays. Fleeks is sort of that slot running back hybrid. I think he was a running back at Baylor, and they're bringing him as a receiver. As a receiver, yeah, interesting. That is very interesting. I have no idea what our offense is going to look like next year. They keep talking about how much they're going to use tight ends and fullbacks, but we bring in 17 receivers. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, they're... I hope we'll we see. beat. I hope we beat Minnesota first game of the. I'll be so happy. I, I also hope we beat Minnesota. And I also like. I don't hate Minnesota. Like the reason I don't like them is not really anything they did wrong. It's more of like what we did wrong. Yeah. Like I don't know if there's a way to correct losing when they were out like 30 players. Oh, the COVID year. Yeah, that's maybe the worst loss of Scott Frost. That might be the worst loss in Nebraska history. That was really. It was. That, that was is embarrassing. unbelievably embarrassing. All right, <laughs> Scott. Who is your? Uh, oh, is that me? Yes, it's me. Who's okay. Two. Uh, at number two. Um, this is definitely isn't a wild card. Uh, I think it's a little interesting. I put Eric Gilbert, the yeah. Georgia tight end, who was the highest, one of the highest I'm rated. Glad tight you mentioned end. him. One of the highest rated tight ends ever. Um, I think the highest rated high school tight end ever. Certainly up there. Um, Had potentially some, you know, stuff, you know, go on that I think he's kind of had to work with, work through. So a little bit on, I mean, this guy's crazy talented, Mm -hmm. like literally one of the most talented guys of all time. I think he can get on the field. I think he, I think he's going to get through what he's, you know, whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to, I mean, I'll have all the opportunity in the world. We do not have any experience in the tight end room right now. Yeah, that's true. So he was very productive his freshman year at LSU. Uh-huh. Transferred to Georgia. Uh, not as nearly as productive. Didn't play didn't here. Play. And then didn't, yeah. yeah. Just not a full participant. So was it a medical? Uh, I think it was maybe a little mental Family stuff going issues. on. We don't know. You're yeah. right. Um, we don't know. Important. I hope we got it figured out. Uh, I hope I Nebraska of, gives him the help that he needs. Yeah, if he that's does what I've heard some. a lot. Whenever he's kind of talked about with people a lot more in the know than us, they've talked about how good Nebraska's staff is and how well they're built for you know, situations like that. So yeah. they kind of say he's in the best position possible, and we hope that's true. We think that's true, and we uh, expect him to see scoring tons of touchdowns. Yeah, An, a matchup nightmare. Like, who do you put on him? And then also couple that with, uh, the guy who was the number one tight end in the country the year after him, Thomas Fedoni. Ranked higher than uh, Brock Bowers, True. Eric Gilbert's former teammate. Thomas Fedoni, we, we, it just a, it's a question mark, but I feel like it's not really. I, I do not doubt how good Thomas Fedoni is. I only doubt his knees. He's a dog. And I hope, so I've seen was a lot of videos. This, was it the same knee that he hurt? I think it was a different one. Is not great. Uh, but TJ Watt uh, didn't see the field his first three years. He had three knee surgeries and then yeah. switched to defense. I, Thomas Vernon is a great athlete. He works really hard. He's going to see the field and he's going to ball out. Yeah. We got a new strength and conditioning staff too. Hopefully they mm-hmm. have an approach that works for him. I think they have a... Which I... Hopefully we'll get a little bit of a reduction in soft tissue stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's my number two. Scott, who's your number two? You had Ben I had Scott. Ben Scott. Yeah. Shout out Ben Scott. Okay. Uh, my number one, you actually also had. I have Billy Kemp as my number one. Mm. I think he's going to be important. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be super flashy, but I think right. he's going to be very, very important. And also, he might be fucking flashy. We're kind of just saying that because people are saying that because he's short. He watches Virginia football. Yeah, that's true. And he's also <laughs> short, so which is fine. But I yeah, mean, nothing wrong with that. We're playing against college defenses. Like, you right. don't have to be six foot four to play against these guys. Even in the NFL, more and more, we see shorter and shorter guys, uh, smaller guys, especially being able to succeed. I mean, Devontae Smith, people are like, he's too small. He's too small. Now he had a thousand yards receiving. This he game. is tiny. He is small. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's real little. That's also, he's lined up next to AJ Brown, who's a monster. AJ Brown is giant. I, I sneaky, uh, when I was watching the Chiefs Kansas City game, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how big T Higgins was. I don't know why I never noticed that. He's enormous. I thought he was a tight end. I think I just realized that too, actually. The AFC Championship game. Okay. Uh, so here, Scott, why don't you hit my, mine, three, Ben Scott, two, Eric Gilbert, one, Billy Kemp. Scott. Yep. Your- so three, Billy Kemp, two, Ben Scott. Number one is. Can you guess? MJ Sherman. MJ Sherman. Yes. There we Nailed go. it. 
MJ Sherman is uh, super talented, five-star coming out of high school. Uh, saw the field at Georgia, saw the field at special teams, got a little bit of play at linebacker. Pretty I loaded think room. Is, yeah, and they didn't really have – I mean, they had him as an edge player. He's a little bit undersized, um, not in terms of weight or mass or strength, uh, but just in the, like, um, the sort of – the, like, reach mm-hmm. that an edge player needs to play with. Extra um, arms? Yeah, he's six foot, six foot two. Uh, usually, the edge players might be a little bit bigger, um, and so he he sort of found himself lower on the depth chart. He has, I think, three years left of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be perfect. He he's lightning fast, really good instincts. Hell yeah, he's going to be. I think is going to play off ball for sure, and I I will make a prediction now. All Big Ten. Okay, next year. Next year? Yeah, and he Ooh. comes into a really good linebacker room. Like I, I do. Yeah. I'm high on our linebackers that are there currently. Yeah. Um, I think he's gonna start. I think he's gonna see the field right away. Um, he's gonna be. He is. Yeah, he'll be our our dude on defense the next two years. Maybe even just the next one year because I think he might get drafted. Hell yeah! I think this is gonna be. He's gonna ball out. Hell yeah! Okay. Um, sleepers. Scott, you want to do your sleeper first? Yeah, I've got two. I'll start with one. I'll start with one and okay. then see what yours was because I think you, I have a good idea what yours is going to be. What position does yours play? Um, so I had to pick and I actually crossed this guy out uh, and put in RVP. Okay. So it's pretty much the same position. Okay. Uh, Maverick Noonan. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I think every single year, uh, Nebraska, when you have like that dude from the class, that guy tends to do really well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, Nebraska kids tend to be some of the most productive here, tend to sort of outplay their talent level. But this kid does have all the talent in the world. He's got all the pedigree. Um, I think if he played in Dallas, and if he played in Florida, if he played in Georgia, he'd be a four-star. A lot of places had him as, as a high three. Um, super athletic. I think he could see the field next year, even. Mm-hmm. Um, has had a ton of really good coaching. From his dad, from the Warren Academy, um, I think he could be pretty ready to go next year if you needed him. If you needed him, obviously couldn't hold up on an every down situation in the Big okay. Ten as a freshman. But also part of it with the Noonan, we now have the return of a ooh name that you can do when he makes a tackle or a sack. How long has it been since we've had that? Uh, I think it was fairly recently we had someone. I think it was a receiver. Regardless, we've got one now. Oh, shout out the vowels, dude. Okay. My uh <laughs> my sleeper is the transfer from Georgia, Jacob Hood. Mm. Six foot eight, three hundred and forty two pounder. Uh, a lot of talk by people who know more than us about how he's gonna take a couple years. Development guy, allegedly. I don't know. Um, huge guy played his last year at Georgia. And like year. one of the scariest pictures I've ever seen a football player take, where he's Hold holding back. like an axe, yeah, and a chain around him. He's, um, what is he? He was like four hundred pounds in high school, bro. He's huge. He's, he is. Is he the largest player to ever played in Nebraska? Uh, it might be up there. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure how much he'll play, if at all, next year. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have that size. I mean, he's got an opportunity. Uh, yeah. Tackle position. Yeah, uh, received so. a lot of flack that last year. You've got, uh, depends what you do with Corcoran. Corcoran might be moving into guard. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Hart still on the roster. Um, trying to think. You've got uh, Teddy probably playing left. Yeah. Teddy healthy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you also have Hunter Anthony, who's got one year left. The super senior from Oklahoma State. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, who you want to bring up your other sleeper? Yeah, I've got a very flashy, somewhat undersized, reminds me of uh, somebody who's having a lot of success uh, in the NFL, Cam Taylor Britt. I've got Ethan Nation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought about Ethan. Uh, a lockdown cover corner. Again, he's only 160. I think a college weights and diet program is going to fix that if you can get him up to 185, 190. Do you need a corner to be big for the most part? it's going to limit what you can do with him if he's not. Sure. Um, And it's going to limit the packages you can have him in if he's not, because then you can sort of target him in the run game. Um, 
just being able to defeat blocks. But then also, if you're playing press coverage, if you're playing cover zero, mm-hmm. uh, guys can just manhandle you. And then getting those jump balls, making plays on the ball, being able to go through a guy's hip, it helps to be at least as big as that guy. Yeah, maybe he's a little smaller. He can get around, though. Get around. Yeah. We saw Sauce do it. Who thought, I mean, Sauce Gardner was what? He can't be that much bigger. He's one defensive rookie of the year. Mm, look it up. No, this this is more just me saying we could have a like one eighty like changing saying, of the guard. I don't think you need to be right two hundred five, but I think you need to be one eighty. Two hundred five. I think one eighty might be the the floor of being a successful Big Ten cornerback. Okay, he's two hundred. Sauce is sauce. Sauce yeah. is six foot three. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to add one more thing. Billy Kemp, uh, possible returner for next year. Yeah. We kind of gave up on punt returns. We just had a punt catcher. Um, well, our defensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator was the, or our special teams yes, coordinator was the change. defensive coordinator. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and honestly, I respect that strategy. It, it, it is a game changer if you can get an impactful punt returner. Uh, you can sort of flip a few games. Um, even, you know, you get 20 yards in one return. That's a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, even the best teams in the country averaging like five, six, or seven yards, that changes. If you look at the, like, the advanced statistics, I'm pretty sure if you start on the 30 versus the 20, you have like a 50% better shot of scoring. Yeah. Wow. So 50. it makes special teams make a big difference. I'd have to look at that number again. It's, right. a, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. What's next on the uh, old agenda here? Um, let's about let's talk about the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the big dance, huh? My team's in it. Again. It is. Yeah. This is because I'm more interested to get your thoughts because I think you probably know my thoughts as a Chiefs fan. Um, I don't probably, think the Eagles are that good. Yeah. I well, first of all, this is, uh, it's kind of, we're kind of spoiled as fans, right? Mm-hmm. You were spoiled your whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm spoiled now. Um, your team, this is, is this like the longest stretch the Patriots haven't been in the Super Bowl? Haven't been in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, they were in the Super Bowl in 2019. Um, the 2019, the 2018 season. Yes, I think it's been four years. 2011 to 2014, um, and then 2007 to so 2008 to 2011. So we're so back up. We're right up on this it. This is right up on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This would be tied for the longest stretch. When they got Bill O'Brien, you'll be in the Super Bowl next year. I think they'll be pretty good. Well, sorry, Chiefs are still around, but the defense is really good. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. The Patriots always play the Chiefs pretty well. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are your thoughts on the Chiefs and Eagles? I think the Eagles are um I just think the, the NFC is down this year, and the Eagles didn't have to play that many good teams. The best team they played was the Cowboys, and they lost to them. Um, they had the excuse of not having their quarterback. The time they beat the Cowboys, the Cowboys didn't have their quarterback. That's um, true. You know, they beat the Vikings. Congrats. You know, so did the Giants. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they beat San Francisco. San Francisco didn't have their quarterback. And now they have to play Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, I also I'm surprised because people are still like talking decently about Patrick Mahomes' ankle, which I understand. Feels like no one's talking about Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Like Jalen Hurts himself like brought that up. Like he has struggled in the past few games throwing the football uh, more than usual. He's right. missing guys, and he kind of brought it up during media week. I don't think he was even being asked about it, and he said it was still bothering him, mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising to me. But you know, there's a lot of talk about you know rosters, Eagles, Chiefs rosters. You know, I, I totally understand why people say Eagles better roster. Yeah. It is very surprising to me, like, how much people, how much, like, credence it's getting. Because it's like, oh, Eagles have a better offensive line. Well, it's like, well, Chiefs have, like, the second best offensive line in football. Like, the Chiefs. Yeah, their interior offensive line is insane. The yeah. tackles still struggle a little bit, but part of that's just the nature of the Chiefs offense. And part of it, like, I think, like, if those tackles played in a different system, and we do kind of have proof of concept of that uh, with, uh, is it, it's not Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. Yeah. Uh, be you know being an all pro when he was in a different system um that patrick mahomes does like make life really difficult for an exterior offensive lineman he was an all pro this year Leonard uh, he's a pro bowler or something oh yeah. i don't respect the pro bowl anymore i'm sorry well that, that's why not because <laughs> of tyler huntley yeah, you you all year were talking about Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl, baby. That is not. Now, I never said uh, that. I never said yes, that. Yes, you did. You said it at least multiple, at least twice. Facetiously, like, made the Pro Bowl. Made the Pro Bowl. 
He yeah, got a yeah, as a joke. Uh, and he was an injured. <laughs> he did the gritty. Um, Legend. Yeah. The... All right. Sorry, I lost my case. Um, the Super Bowl is so different from any other game you're going to play. Mm-hmm. Don't play with that wire. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm messing with the microphone. Um, the Super Bowl is so different from any game you're going to play. The schedule is weird. The day is weird. Halftime is weird. Um, the media row is is a lot different. That it favors the experienced. The Super Bowl favors the experienced coaches. The Super Bowl favors yeah. the experienced quarterbacks. Favors the experienced rosters. And um, the Chiefs are way more experienced in that regard. Yeah, a weird thing that I don't people I don't think people realize: the Chiefs are actually a much younger team than the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles have an old, Eagles like, are an old line. Old is old. Team. The defense is really old. Because like um, the Chiefs, the big names have been there for a long time. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's been there forever, but he's yep. been starting for five years. Um, if he weren't a quarterback, he would be. You know, he's very, very. He'd be pretty old if he weren't a quarterback. Yeah, Five 27. Uh, Travis Kelsey's obviously been there a decade. Yep. Uh, Chris Jones has been there around as long as Mahomes has. Uh, Frank Clark's huge in the playoffs. He's been around there a while. Um, it was Andy Reid's fourth Super Bowl as a head coach. Yeah. But it's like you go past that, it's like all really young guys. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is incredibly young. This is. I think mostly, I think it's mostly a head coaching thing, though. You but know? head coaching is huge in this. But yeah, just for knowing how to manage the week. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, when was the last first-year head coach that won a Super Bowl? Or first time in the Super Bowl head coach that won? Uh, Andy Reid had an appearance with the Eagles, right? Uh, Arians might be it. Arians is a Buccaneers, but he uh-huh. had been on a lot of a Super Bowl Very, coaches. very experienced coach. Sirianni, yeah. a lot younger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Also, Andy Reid, two full weeks. Andy Reid had been to the Super Bowl with the Eagles, lost to the Patriots. Right. Um, the other thing I think... Oh, yeah, Andy Reid off of... Sorry, I interrupted you. Both. Off of two buys, basically. And then you've also got... I'm interested to see Steve Spagnuolo... I'm very interested to see how Jalen Hurts handles a Steve Spagnuolo defense. Well, it's not like... There's not a whole lot of mystery to the Steve Spagnuolo defense. It's not like he's, like, cooking well, up you gotta in the think, lab. You got to think really <laughs> quickly. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's in his bag, dude. I'm interested to see how he reacts to the quick changes and all that i think what really makes a steve spagnuolo defense is being able to get pressure up the middle when he has a uh, like chris jones makes that defense um that it, it's really insane the impact that he can have up the middle he should have won defensive player of the year i think honestly he should have yeah. uh well bosa hadn't bosa was insane i bosa think it was insane i think chris should have had more respect but bosa had like two more sacks than chris jones yeah that's yeah. what's insane that is true. But, I mean, number of hurries, pass rush one rate. I talked to a Niners fan that wanted to trade Bosa. He's going to like he's gonna be owed a lot of money. Well, they don't. I don't think they like that he's not necessarily getting sacks in the playoffs. Oh, brother. So they'd rather have Chris Jones or uh, Frank he Clark. He also does not necessarily embody the values of San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Um, yeah, I just... I like Chris Jones. I love... I love interior defensive linemen when they're just wreak havoc like that yeah dude he's scary that's that's like i don't know if i've ever been in like a huge game like this been that excited to watch like a defensive lineman mm-hmm. versus offensive lineman because they're going to move him around a lot and yeah but he will be against kelsey yeah they will they'll move him around right him i around think they'll put the him like uh johnson apparently retour or yeah. peterson peterson johnson no Which one lane johnson tackle? lane johnson Apparently, retour yeah, his groin's turn. And now they've got cool. film on him jumping the snap count. Uh, did you see that? Yeah, and it's Carl Sheffer's reffing. So there'll be people are are wise to it. He's not going to be able to get away with that. Um, if you put Chris Jones on him in a in a third and long situation, I would be very worried about that if I was the Eagles. Yeah, just get bull rushed. Yeah, what do you think he's bull rushes him? Yep. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, he's got a lot of moves. Throwing elbows. Those Jones boys. Dude, here's the ear. I have, I guess I have like a million thoughts on It'd this. It'd be sick if you eye poke somebody. <laughs> um, so Andy Reid off two weeks, but also I don't think Andy Reid's really been able to open his playbook at all this year because you had the Jags game. Mahomes got hurt the start of the second quarter in that game. Yeah. So they were moving the ball like. You mean in the playoffs? Yes. Not this year, like this calendar year, sorry, like in the year 2023. Sorry, this playoff. <laughs> yeah, I guess this calendar year. So. 
Andy Reid, they do. I think we have kind of proof now that they do hold their playbook back against AFC teams. Sure. Apparently, Chris Jones did not move around the first game against the Bengals because they wanted to do it in the playoffs. Mm. That's what Steve Spagnuolo said, which is hilarious. Um, I don't believe that. I don't really believe it either, but that's what was said. <laughs> that's insane. Uh, which, if it is, is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, I lost my train of thought, I think. Playbook. Oh, yeah, playbook. So the first game against the Jaguars, the first playoff game, Mahomes gets hurt at the start of the second quarter, mm-hmm. like early, early on. So then you have Chad Henney come in, you're running the football, you're doing real. I mean, Chad Henney had like 25 yards passing on like a 98 yard drive. Best backup quarterback in the league. I, I, I congratulate him every time he comes in and plays. He should be a starter. Uh, probably not. He's, He's 37. I was very concerned when he came in. He has had like four snaps this year. He's had like two fumbles that were both on him. Is he a small hands guy? I don't know. He's definitely like a locker room guy. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, every, anytime he does something awesome, I congratulate him on LinkedIn. Haven't heard back. We are connected on LinkedIn, though. <laughs> we are connected. I congratulate him on his work anniversary. He has the Chiefs listed as his job right now. Um, I need to add him on LinkedIn. I'll see. If- no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't accept you. It's an exclusive club. So you've got the Chiefs. You know, they had to game plan around the Mahomes injury. They're obviously, you know, he's very hobbled in that Jags game. And then they play against the Bengals. Mahomes is still hurt. And then they also have receivers dropping like flies in that game. So I think they've just kind of been playing around. They have not had a game where they've actually been able to use their full game plan. Is my thought. Part of it's just they just have injury prone receivers, though, you know? Real, I mean, some of it was weird. like Justin Watson didn't play in the game because he was sick. Like Juju, he's was not hurt or something. Guy, Justin Watson, kind of. He's not like an impact impact guy, but he'll. He's like their take the top off guy. Juju's one of injury prone receiver. I, uh, the, most he's had a lot in, of concussions. Yeah, that's not great. Um, most he's uh, most receivers receiver is the most injury prone position in the league. Well, oddly enough. Um, You'd figure it would be like defensive lineman, offensive lineman, but um, soft twitch or soft tissue, quick twitch yeah. muscle, lots of hamstrings, hamstrings, yeah, yeah. hip flexors, ankles, stuff like that. Uh, they also take a lot of big hits. Does anyone take more like huge, like of the, all the biggest hits taken? Is it always receivers? Yeah, probably right. Yeah, like running backs always like glancing blow. You're never getting blindsided. But um, across the middle a lot, yeah. I don't think even if they are fully healthy, the only one that's like a real game breaker to me is Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Um, I think Juju is just like a B to B plus receiver at this point. Um, yeah, well, Travis Kelsey, obviously, right, you have put him in there. Kelsey. He is the yeah. game breaker. He is the most viable non-quarterback in the league right now. Uh, I don't over think Jefferson? the Eagles have a great over what you put him over Jefferson. Oh yeah, I, okay. actually, yeah. I don't think the Eagles have a good option to stop him. That will be interesting. This, what do you, what, what kind of score do you envision? Like, do you think it's real close at the end? I think it's, I think it's back and forth. 38, 21 Chiefs. Oh, wow. You think it's blowout? I could even see the Eagles not scoring that many points. You think, I, I, I think that Chiefs get up early. This game's over. They get up like fourteen sure. nothing. It's gonna to be tough for the Eagles to come. The Eagles back. have had a hard time playing for mine this year. They don't do. It I don't think way. they've done it. They've, which is like a testament to them. Great team, obviously playing in the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, Philly fans got to stop putting fake Chiefs jerseys on the Rocky statue. But I've seen like three of those now, and they're like literally homemade shirts that are put on there that say like "Go Chiefs" in like Sharpie. Uh, like, look, they did it again, guys. Uh Got a little false flag situation. Yeah, a lot of false flag operations getting run. But, yeah. I mean, give me the Chiefs to win. I kind of, I'm like scared to say I think the Chiefs win fairly easily. Yeah. Because it's a very good team to play against. I I don't think, like, like the Chiefs will be, here's what might make you nervous. The Chiefs are going to have to be running the clock out in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, it's not going to (laughs) happen. You don't do it very well. Unless they're up by a lot. They do have Edwards Alaire back, which is kind of, it'll probably be their running back three. Yeah. They'll, like, take he the is Ronald, running back three. They'll take the Ronald Jones. That's a really bad draft pick. Yeah. Well, imagine. That <laughs> always sucks when you blow a first round pick because it's like, what could you have used? Especially when you're a really good team. Like, if you're a bad team, you got a lot of holes to fill. It's like, whatever. If you're a good team, 
and you like only need somebody to be productive like how many difference makers you can find well yeah from volume yeah i mean it's in the chief system you know he doesn't block very well Mm. jacko's a better runner of the football mckinnon's a better catcher of the football dude mckinnon is so good in pass protection Mm -hmm. oh my god he'll have he'll literally like take on a lineman and like pass him off to one of his o-line that's why mckinnon gets the most snaps of any of them yeah he's the best blocker Dude, he was so electric in the play. It's it's good to see him have some success. The Chiefs, will, of any team, the Chiefs need a running back to be a good pass blocker because of how much oh, like, off-screen pocket moving that uh, yeah. Mahomes says. Also, like, when you're in that situation, how often is a running back able to get open? Is there kind of, they can I easily, mean, open, like, just get out of the plots? Yeah. Always. always. Like, they're always right. Open, right? Yeah, you, like, need a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson's going to the Chiefs. Who do you think should go? Bijan, Deuce. I think Deuce is probably a sleeper in this draft. What? What's that? Deuce of, of the draft? I don't think you just shouldn't pay first round draft picks on running backs. And I don't know if Deuce like is going it. in the first. Maybe if that's the case, don't use his first on him. Um, honestly, I don't. I think McKinnon is is great, and Pacheco is great for what they need. Just don't, you know, you don't need to expend more resources at running back. That's as good as you need to get there. Probably not. I mean, Ronald Jones is your Ronald Jones has had no play. I wonder how many running backs they're going to carry into the game, though. I guess three, especially with how many injuries they had last game at wide receiver. Yeah, it's tough. You have fifty-three guys to carry four running backs seems very repetitive. Yeah, probably not going to be four. I bet they'll do Alaire and not Jones. Yeah, I would assume not. Well, we'll see. You beat them in the Super Bowl. The last one. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, they don't want to give him another. Well, you'll get a ring. You'll get. You'll... <laughs> yeah, he'll get a ring. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, like finding, I think they're gonna win. I've been I, finding I don't, reasons I don't think it'll be... to be nervous, and I'm kind of. I mean, obviously, Philly's still a very good team. Philly's defensive line is at the most sacks of any defense. Something up there. They're crazy. They're it's like, like seventy-five. They sacks. have like yeah, they have like yeah. seventy-five. They've got a really good defensive. They line. just have so many guys. They're good at stopping the run, but. Chiefs are very content to not run the ball at all. So I, I'm very excited to see the, yeah. I think a lot of quick screens. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I guess Eagles are struggled struggled with passes over the middle. Yeah. If you want to bet, uh, prop bet for the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes under on rushing guards because he's going to be kneeing the ball. Kneeing. Mm-hmm. Kneeling. Oh, dealing. Kneeling. Uh, oh, kneeling. Yes. Okay. But like. Patrick Mahomes is also a guy that can have like an like he'll have one rush, but it'll be like eighteen yards. I know, but I'm pretty sure the over under is like thirty five. Really? And when he when Patrick Mahomes kneels the ball, he always loses like seven. Oh, he does a little stutter step. You know they do. It from oh yeah, shotgun. he takes extra. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He'll go way back though. Yeah. He also will take time to kneel it. Like he'll take a couple step. Yeah, he'll take a couple stutter steps. He'll take That's always step. like if you do that, that like. You're gonna get your offensive lineman popped the next play. <laughs> like you know what I mean? If you don't go down right, like if you go down right away, yeah, then everybody just stands up. Super but like, Bowl though, he'll do it. Yeah, Pretty like if you go line. and you're like moving around, waiting for somebody to pressure you, then the next play, your offensive line is gonna be popped. I'm kind of weird. I feel like like the Eagles. I don't know if the Eagles are like usually a shit talking team. I think it's kind of weird that they're not. I feel like they usually talk when they're good. Shit. You know what I mean? Just like, Which is like, like coming into this not, game. I like I like shit talking teams when they're always shit talking teams. Yeah, yeah. Good point. There's been no shit talk this week. A lot of well, the the Forty ers Yeah, they've just been doing it on the behalf of the Forty Niners. I can't blame the Forty ers for be, being pissed, but they got a. It should be. They gave up though. Kind of. I mean, they kind of had to. They did a woe is me. Like you can't throw a forward pass. I mean, a little, I mean, they lost four quarterbacks in this. They lost four starting quarterbacks. Yeah, that is that is. I'm telling you, that's like Shanahan's way more happy with that than if he would have won that game and had to risk losing a Super Bowl. He's way more happy with uh, not getting blamed because of a quarterback. You know? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think he'd be pretty happy to be going in the Super Bowl. Would you be way more nervous if it was Brock Purdy and the 49ers? Yes. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, a healthy Brock Purdy. Yep. Just somebody who's able to throw the football. Although, I don't know, Chiefs beat him once in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl rematch. That was disappointing. A 50-year-old. What do you mean? Well, it would have been, yeah, 49ers-Bengals would have been a good rematch, too. 
Oh, oh no, no, you're right. Three years ago. <laughs> yeah, three years ago. I was like, what are you talking about? They just beat him. Yeah, you're right. Know. You're right. Uh, Bengals, Bengals for an would have been a fun matchup too. That would have been pretty fun. The Bengals are a fun Super Bowl team. They would uh, apparently the Bengals and the 49ers would have been shit talking all week. Really? You know what I mean? Well, well you got Eli Apple. Just by nature of what I've seen from them right now. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of but shit. I like talk. it. I like, like I said, I like it. They lost. They're still talking. They're still doing that talk. Do you so. like it when they lose, though? Yeah, it's great. It's fine. Like, put yourself out there. You know what I mean? But you just got your ass whooped. The NFL needs villains. Yeah, that means they're about it. Okay, I got it. I got it. I I'm like that. I like that. I like that. Stir the pot a little bit. You're playing a game. Okay. Yeah, I think the Chiefs win. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to win. I'm being nervous, wreck. Probably. I don't know. I like. Should I be concerned? I can't make myself nervous. Okay, let's say the Eagles win. Well, how how do they win? Uh, the defensive line really gets after Patrick Mahomes. Um, you get uh, maybe a few picks from linebackers in the first half. Chiefs okay. have to play from behind. Eagles can run the ball, protect the ball. Really high percentage passes on the outside for Jalen Hurts to some really good outside receivers. Uh, Devontae Adams, best route runner in the league already. And then A.J. Brown, yep. he's going to win 50-50 balls. Devontae Adams is on the Raiders. Who did Devontae I say? Smith. Devontae Smith. Thank you. Sorry. Yep. Um, I respect Devontae Smith. Because um, I didn't, when he was coming out of the draft, I was like, no way. Yeah. He's too small. Too small. He's the best route runner in the league. He's, he's insane. Um, they, yeah, I mean... Sort of, it looks like a version of what the Bucks did to them, except the offense is going to have to operate differently. They're going to have to run the ball way more. The Bucks against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be different. That Super Bowl was The Chiefs weird. have a way more healthy offensive line, though, so it's a lot different. Yeah. So they, the Chiefs now have the best interior offensive line in the game. But, I mean, you've got Hassan Reddick, you've got Anam Katsu, you've got uh, Davis. Who else am I missing on their defensive line? They, their defensive line is so loaded. Insane. It's, yeah, it's got like... Hassan Reddick, and then it's got it's got a lot of guys that aren't necessarily like top, you know, top top of oh, the league, but like they're all B really plus. good. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's just dangerous. They can just rotate and rotate and rotate. What yeah. if the Chiefs go fast then? And then, well, and then the Chiefs have to then, you know, throw the ball a lot while you don't still have an answer to they the protection play on as fast as they can. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, I, I mean, it's just hard to think Andy Reid. Eric Bianami, Steve Spagnolo don't out coach the other coaches. 75, 25. Chiefs, Eagles, I'll say. 75% is your yeah. thought? Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe even more. Maybe 80 20. 80 20 actually seems better in my head. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Chiefs go win the Super Bowl. Yep. Hell yeah. Okay. We'll be back. Congrats, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I took the day off Monday. Thought that was a smart move. And Wednesday? Wednesday, I already have off. Oh, right. I forgot. Sorry. But Wednesday, yeah, it will be in Kansas City. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We will be back with lots more content. Uh, we'll be talking Brian Ferentz next time, obviously. We'll probably be talking the Ferentzes for, and I'm not calling them Ferentz. I can't no, no, them. I won't either. I, no, they're Ferentz. They're Ferentz. Yeah. I call them what I want. Nebraska beat them. We, they, we'd call them what we want. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. We appreciate you guys. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.